0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Allergy-ridden Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip and What do? First off, this week is rough with allergies first, so I I, I apologize for the nasally voice. Yeah.
1: It's I hitting him
0: apologize hard. for probably not talking
1: as much as usual,
0: but I am dead.
1: Yeah, it's hitting him hard. Uh, I am thankfully unfazed right now. I'm going to knock on wood. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but I am knocking on wood. Um, so yeah, but he's dying. And um, I just I mean, that's fine. I mean, you know, because we got we got the final mock draft coming up to, uh in this in this pod, so looking forward to that. And um Sixers swept the nets. They did which is, which is was a little unexpected, but I guess not really. Um well, look, the last game was not going too hot yeah. <laughs>
0: to begin. Uh, Joel yeah, so. Embiid unfortunately has a uh, a knee sprain. Knee sprain, yep. And uh, we'll see how this goes. I mean, look, it's every year now. I expected it. So
1: yeah, it's a shame. It is. Uh, you know, it's just it's it, it, he can't seem to stay healthy uh, for the playoffs. But you know, thankfully it's nothing serious. Um, you know, and they they said he he might be able to play. Uh, with a brace for game one which is uh coming up this weekend I believe so you know they still have some time for him to you know get some rest and uh, hopefully he'll be able to go out there and, and play for game one.
0: If the Sixers ended up playing the Celtics, the first game would be Saturday. If I'm so, not
1: mistaken. Yeah so, he's got he's still got to, he's still got a little bit of time.
0: But we do have Chippy's mock draft today. We're gonna to talk Sixers Nets we're not going to talk Flyers ever again. They're dead to me. I'm just <laughs> kidding. We might in the future, but for now, they're dead to me. Yeah. Phillies, speaking of knocking on
1: wood. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. All right. You know, they're starting to find some footing here a little bit. And, um, you know, the, again, the hitting has been fine for the most part, but uh, their they're pitching, especially the bullpen, has been a lot better. Again, knock on wood. So, um Nick you know, Castellano's hit two dingers. Yeah, yeah. I think you were at you were at that game, right? I was, yeah. So um yeah, that was cool. And um, you know, you're you're getting production from guys you probably didn't expect to get production from, which is cool. So um they have I missed played his a lot first home run. Oh, you did
0: this first. Yep, oh. yep. I was um I was getting a beverage. And then the second one, I kid you not, I looked down at my phone for like two seconds and I looked back up as the pitch was coming in. I wasn't quite sure if it was going out because I was in 300 level, of course.
1: But <laughs> the just kept running. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. So what you're saying is just don't watch when Nick Castellanos is up to play. Up to I watched him hit it. I just didn't see where the ball went. Okay. So just like kind of half pay attention then. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Got it, got it. Nah, a family member texted me, and I was like, oh, God, this <laughs> all right. So... Uh No, but yeah, uh, he's, you know, he's, I mean, all year he's been hitting the ball pretty well. It's just been with the power and hopefully this is the start of him kind of getting back on track with that. And uh, Trey Turner hit his first home run, um you know, on the road and then had his first one at home as well. So that was cool. And um, th- they're definitely playing a lot, uh, definitely playing a lot better, but, you know, you hope that they can uh, sustain
0: and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what's going to go on at first base when Bryce Harper returns. Um, yeah. And I do want to talk a little bit about Castellanos and Turner and something that's changed for Castellanos this year and something that Turner struggled with early on. Um, other than that, at this time, I got nothing left. What you say,
1: Chip a? Excuse the rap music.
0: You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production.
1: Enhancing your Philly sports experience.
0: Get in the huddle one last time in 2023 and talks on draft time, birds, baby. Go birds. go birds, go birds. Just to preface this, this is one of our longer episodes. So if you have a long drive, welcome aboard. But I drive, will have drive, to safe. Cut balls. drive safe, drive safe, drive safe. I will have to cut Chip off several times as he goes on passionately for five minutes about each player. Uh, listen,
1: I mean, listen, I just love the draft, all right? And I thought way too much about this mock draft, like I did the last one. And, uh, you know, some things changed. Uh, a few things stayed the same. Uh, not many things stayed the same that I can remember, but there are a few did. And um, I will go on too long. So, you know, I I apologize In advance, and uh, let's get right into it. Amen. With the first pick,
0: yes, in the 2023 Chip 2.0 Mock Draft, the final one, line of Panthers select
1: Bryce Young. Good call. Good call. Yes, Uh, it was originally CJ Stroud, but the more that I think about it, and the more that I kind of you know, I, I like to stay up on things in terms of the draft. And, you know, the census right now is Bryce Young, Um, it just came out today that the Panthers are set on who they want. And I think that is Bryce Young. I think he's the best player in the draft. Um, You know, despite the size concerns, I think his just decision-making and his, you know, poise and just everything. I think he's he's the all-around best player in this draft. And I think if the Panthers trade up to get number one, you got to get the best player in the draft. So they're doing that right here. I like
0: that call. I I think Bryce Young is the best player in the draft right now. Yeah. Um, The size concern, look. It is a concern. It's there, but if he can make wise decisions with the ball, he's able to move. He's mobile. I think he'll be fine.
1: Yeah. I agree.
0: Now, this is where I think it'll get interesting right off the bat. Yeah. With the second pick in the draft,
1: the Texans select. So yeah, I think this is the draft where the draft really starts. You know, every year you kind of, you know, you have those first couple picks and you know where they're going to go. Um, but to me, this is the this is where it starts. And uh, I haven't gone Will Anderson. Um, really? You know, yeah, they're not. You know, from everything I've heard, they're not set on a quarterback. And I just think if you're not set, why not just get the best player available? uh, and the best defensive player in the draft, you still have 12. So, you know, you could potentially, if a quarterback falls to them at 12, you could still take one there. But I just think if you're not in love with any of them, I just think, why not just get the best player. And they have a new coaching staff. D'Amico Ryan's taken over as head coach. He's a defensive mind. You know, he's obviously going to want that Nick Bosa type guy where he, <clears throat> you know, coming over from San Francisco. Um, so, and, and they have time. You know, they're not they're not forced to take a guy. You know, this isn't a uh, a regime that has been there for a long time. They're new and uh, they're still building. So, if they're not sold, um, then I think they should take the best defensive player.
0: You finally think that D'Amico
1: Ryan's is going to be the guy that's there for a while? They've had a you lot know. of time I mean, you never. If they can build a solid team, then yeah. But I think you know, it's it's they're not there yet. And. I think they know that the, the, the front office knows that. So, um, you know, and again, he's a defensive mind. So. All right. I, 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 yeah, if they're not sold, then don't take one.
0: With the third pick in the 2023 draft, the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals select. I
1: have them go Tyree Wilson, uh, edge out of Texas tech. Um, again, you know, again, if Houston's not selling a quarterback, that could be a trade down spot. This could be a trade down spot as well. Um, but again, in my mocks, I don't do trades just because kind of makes it nuts. And, you know, I don't want to spend eight years talking about a trade. So, um, you know, this one, I have to go with Tyree Wilson. Um, now you have him going that soon. Uh, what, what? I didn't think he would go that soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, he's a great player. Um, and there, it, you know, there's talk of him even being better than Will Anderson. I, to me, I think Will Anderson's a little bit better, but, um, I love Tyree Wilson. He's a great player. I would love if he fell to the Eagles somehow at 10, but it's not going to happen. So yeah, I think if you're the Cardinals, um, obviously new coach coming in and Jonathan Gannon, another defensive minded coach, um, they need a lot of help on that roster. Again, a big trade down spot definitely could happen uh, draft day, but it doesn't happen here. And uh, you know, start, start building up the defensive line and uh, get a really, really good edge player in Tyree Wilson. With pick number four, the Indianapolis Colts select. Yeah, I have them going CJ Stroud. Um, you know, kind of kind of fell into their lap a little bit with the, uh, you know, the obviously the Panthers not taking him at one, and and the Texans decided to go defense. So, um, I think I think the Colts would be absolutely astounded if CJ Stroud were to fall hit to them at four, and it definitely could happen. Um, you know, obviously Shane Steichen coming in as new head coach. Uh, we know what we did. We know what he did with Jalen Hurts uh the last couple of years and uh you know get your guy to build around and CJ Stroud they I mean the Colts have a decent team already so um you know it, it might not take as long for them to to get back to the playoffs and I think CJ Stroud's a, a um a great player so um I think they're I think they would be elated with that. With pick number five, the Seattle Seahawks select. Yeah bit of a surprise but uh I have them going Anthony Richardson. Um Listen, I, I think Anthony Richardson is potential is sky high. I think he has the most potential of anybody in this draft. And are you really – like, no offense to Geno Smith, but are you really going to rock with Geno Smith for the foreseeable future? Now, he did sign to a three-year deal. It's technically more of a two-year deal. They can get out of it after the second year. I think that's the absolute perfect situation for Anthony Richardson to be in. Take a couple years, sit behind Geno Smith, who – has has sat behind other people in his in his career, so he knows what it's like, and I think it's the perfect fit and perfect scenario for Anthony Richardson to to develop, and potent and we then a few years later we can potentially see that, uh, you know that his potential come to fruition. Um, the arm is phenomenal, the athleticism is phenomenal. Um, just a few, you know, he he needs some time to develop and. I think that is the absolute perfect scenario for the Seahawks. Because if you're the Seahawks, you don't expect to be t- picking top five every year. So, you're top five now. Why not get your potential quarterback in the future? With the sixth pick, the Detroit Lions select. Yeah, i have them go Jalen Carter. Um, I think they would be absolutely astounded if he was there at six. Um, you know, he could go as high as two. Um, so, I think they would be elated if he was there. Um, you know, to mm-hmm. me, the off-field do you think
0: that those character problems are still lingering? Is that why you have him dropping? Yeah,
1: they are there. And I think, you know, if you're taking it a player in the top five, it's, you know, you gotta be, it's gotta, it gotta be perfect storm. Um, But with him, I, you know, they don't really worry me that much. Um, You know, again, I think if you go to Detroit, you know, that kind of, that, that, that team is kind of a perfect fit for him because they're, you know, they are a no nonsense, you know, kind of tough, Um, you know, they just want to win games. And I think that'd be the perfect fit for him. And, Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not concerned with the off the field stuff. So uh, I think that'd be a great, a great pick for them.
0: With the seventh pick, the Las Vegas Raiders still not used to that select.
1: Uh, I've been going Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. Um, They need help on the defensive side, especially in that secondary. And uh, to me, Christian Gonzalez is, is the best cornerback in the draft. Um, So I think it's a perfect fit for, for Christian Gonzalez. And, uh, the Raiders really need some help on, on defense. So with the eighth pick, the Atlanta Falcons select. Atlanta Falcons, I have them taking Lucas Van Ness. Um, okay. edge. You know, I considered corner here. I considered uh, really anything on the defense. Um, but to me, he's probably the best player on defense available at this at this time, um, with Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson and Jon Carter gone. Um, I do I do like Nolan Smith here as well uh or Miles Murphy if they want to go that route but Lucas Van Ness um kind of gone under the radar a little bit but I like his I like his game. Um, you know, kind of a powerful edge rusher who you could move inside as well. So I just think if you're the Falcons, uh you like the versatility and uh you just need help on the defense. With the ninth pick, the Chicago Bears select. I'm going Peter Skoronsky uh you know it, to me it's a it's a toss-up between Skoronsky and Paris Johnson uh, they need help on the offensive line you got to protect Justin Fields. so um you know it's either you take Justin Fields old teammate in Paris Johnson or you take the hometown kid at a northwestern and, and keep him in Chicago uh, with Peter Skoronsky so um, I think they'll like the versatility uh they'll probably he's probably plug and play for them at right tackle you could move him into guard as well but I think they like uh him at right tackle, and uh, a lot of people are saying this is this is the best tackle in the draft. So I have them going here, uh, him going here at not. The moment of truth with the tenth
0: pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select. I'm doing it. Uh, I'm doing which it. Which one are you doing? Are you doing Are you doing the one I want or the one that? What do you th- What do you think I did? Look, I think you went Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, but I would like B. John
1: Robinson. I went B. John Robinson. Really? Dude, it's not going to happen, all right? And this is a mock draft, okay? If there's It's scenarios, all right? I'm not going to be right. I'm, I'm just a – What if you, know, you are, though? I mean, what if, if I are? am, I, I would be absolutely elated if I was right, with this <laughs> pick especially. Just like all the top 10 teams absolutely elated with the player falling to them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's a great word, by the way. If you don't know it, Google it. Um, but, yeah, no, listen, uh, it's just – I would I want it to happen so bad. I think it would be an awesome pick. It's just – it's not going to happen. But, again, it's my mock. I'm just doing it because why not? Um I do you think know, there is a possibility they go Jackson Smith and Jigba, though. I really do think that. They could. They really could. I mean, they, they. there's so many scenarios where they could go. They could go offensive line. They could go receiver. They could go running back. They could go defensive line, edge. They could go corner. Um. You know, they could go – I mean, it's too high for a safety, but they could go that route, but they're not going to that early. Um. So, it, it, you know, that's that's why I love the draft. You know, it, it's – especially this year. To me, I think this year there's so many question marks. Um. You know, that's the first draft in a long time where – you don't know who, who I mean, other than the first pick um, from what I've heard, you know, you just don't know who they're going to take. So I I love the fit. It's it just it's so perfect. You know, the Eagles, uh, you know, lost Miles Sanders. You know, you sign Rashad Penny, but, you know, he's he's battled injuries throughout his career. And I think if you take a guy like this who, you know, is probably the best running back prospect we've seen since Sa- Saquon Barkley, um, you know, over the past couple of years teams just haven't take running back because it's just a devalued position. But if you're the Eagles, you know, you, you have a roster that can win now that needs a running back. And if you take the best running back, I mean, immediately, as soon as he gets drafted, he's a top 10 running back, in my opinion. Um, He has that kind of upside. So it's not going to happen. I'm I'm praying for Howie to just do it because why not? But it's not going to happen. But again, this is my mock draft and, you know, I just want it to happen so badly.
0: (laughs) Well, look, I also think, I mean, this is obvious. This is an obvious answer. If Howie Roseman in the front office doesn't like how the board falls, they will
1: trade down. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, both picks really, they could, they could trade down. Um, So that is also definitely a a very big possibility. So, um, but if they stick and pick, uh, you know, you can't go wrong with Dijon with Robinson. So, I mean, is it, is it early maybe for running back? Yeah, but the talent is just so good. I mean, he's a top three player in this draft after Bryce and Will Anderson, in my opinion. Um, and he would help the offense out so much. He would help out Jalen hurts, you know, I mean, you have arguably the best offensive line in the league to, to block for him. Um, it's just now, it's a perfect scenario.
0: Online. I was reading, I, I couldn't tell you what article it was. It was just on my lunch while I was scrolling through my phone. Um, uh, someone said something along the lines of if the Eagles do draft B. John Robinson, they're going for Super Bowl or bust this year. Is that an accurate assumption or is that just someone jumping to a hot take conclusion because, you know, clicks?
1: Well, I mean I mean it's it should be known that the Eagles are going for the Super Bowl again. Um it's no it's no secret that they're trying to get a Super Bowl. Um, so you know, I think either way they're trying to get back. Um but I, I think if you do this it, it it helps your team so much. And, you know, we have a lot of offense. We have a lot of weapons. But we're missing that kind of top-tier running back. And I just think it would be a perfect, perfect, perfect scenario. And I'm begging and praying for Kelly to do it. But he's not good.
0: With the 11th pick, the Tennessee Titans select.
1: Yeah, Titans, I haven't gone Paris Johnson. Um, you know, kind of just uh, they need offensive line help. I definitely – now, I wouldn't be surprised if they – if, if they take a quarterback or they trade up for a quarterback here as well. Um, this yeah. situation, I don't have them doing it, but don't be surprised if that happens as well. Um, uh, but they just need to run up for Stroud. They, they definitely could. They definitely could. If, if, if the board felt like this, I think I could see them trading up, uh, with Arizona. Um, so that, that is definitely a possibility. Uh, but in this one, I have them go to offensive of line. Uh, they need it so badly. Uh, they released Taylor Lewan uh you know their their long time left tackle and um it struggled last year even when he was there so I just think they really need help there and uh you know if they still believe in Ryan Tannehill and uh still believe in Malik Willis who they drafted last year um you know they can rock with them but again don't be surprised if they move up or stay there and maybe take quarterback so
0: Texans pick
1: 12. So Texans I do have them taking quarterback as well Levis. um you know, I think for the Texans, you know, you, you again, you didn't fall in love with the quarterbacks up there, but if one fell to you here at twelve, I think you should take one. Um, you know, you don't have much a quarterback. I know your boy Davis Mills is still there, but you know, we've seen that he's not the answer. Um, and he is the answer? <laughs> uh, you know, unfortunately, he's not the answer. But um, Bro. I'm sorry, man. I mean, it's just the way the road. Painful. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I think if you take Will Levis, you don't have to start him right away. You still rock out with Davis Mills. Um, this is another guy you probably need a year to sit because you still need some things to work out, but you like the potential there. Um, you know, there's obviously comparisons to Josh Allen, you know, it's, you know, there, there's some comparisons there, but, um, you know, if you can get him in the right situation and, and, you know, kind of coach him up a little bit, I think he definitely could have a, a starting quarterback on your hands. So, um, you know, you obviously take the best defensive player available at number two. And then if one fell to a quarterback, fell to you at 12, then I have them scooping him him up here.
0: Now this pick is new. Yes. Packers
1: at 13 after the Aaron Rodgers trade finally went through. Yes. Finally, finally that went through Packers have now the number 13. The jets have the 15th pick. Um, and with the Packers at 13, I have them going Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, you know, I, I think it's kind of funny that the year they get rid of Aaron Rodgers, they finally draft a quarter uh running uh sorry, a wide receiver in the first round. Um, but they need one, man. They really do. Their their wide receiver room is not great. I like Christian Watson, I like Romeo Dobbs, but I think Jackson Smith and Jigba would be a great fit. I mean, they need a slot receiver. And I think if you're you know, you're rocking with Jordan Love now, um, you kind of need that safety blanket, whether that be a tight end who they also don't have, but they could get one because the tight end Classes deep this year, so they could take one in the second round. Uh, But uh, having a slot receiver like Jackson Smith and Jigba would be huge, and um, I think they finally take a receiver in the first round. Patriots, pick 14. Yeah, if you're the Patriots, um, you know, I think there's two positions you really could go. It's corner and offensive line. Um, But in this scenario, I have them going corner with uh, Devin Witherspoon. Um, Devin Witherspoon's a great player. He could easily go top 10. Um, I had, them, had him falling here a little bit to 14 to the Patriots. But I think if he's there, then they, they definitely would take him. Um, Any reason you had him falling so much? I was kind of
0: surprised he didn't go top 10 in
1: your mouth. Yeah, it's just I think positional need is a big, big thing here. Um, to me, I think, you know, if I mean people say Devin Witherspoon's a little bit better than Christian Gonzalez, in my opinion, I like Christian Gonzalez better. Um, but Devin Witherspoon could definitely go as high as – five or six um to Seattle or Detroit but um you know with Seattle I just i am taking the quarterback and uh with Detroit I think Jalen Carter being there I think you just can't pass that up so um and then with the Raiders again Christian Gonzalez is my CB1 so you know just positional need was a big one and uh but definitely could see him going higher um but if he's there at 14 I think the Patriots would be would be uh very happy Jets 15 yeah Jets uh Newly acquired Aaron Rodgers, and uh, let's get him a tackle to protect him. Uh, Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Um, You know, they've had a lot of question marks on that offensive line the last couple of years. Uh, Makai Becton's a big one with injuries. Um, You know, Dwayne Brown's coming back, but he's, you know, pushing 40 at this point. So, you know, get a big offensive line, that uh, offensive lineman uh, that could be, you know, reliable for you. um, And, uh, you know, just continue to add the offensive line. So. The commies.
0: That's
1: a team. Yeah, commanders, I had them go in Dalton Kincaid. Uh, I think I had this the same time last, uh, same pick last time. I just think it makes perfect sense. Um, you know, new offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, obviously coming over from Kansas City with Travis Kelsey there. Um, you know, the commanders don't really have that top tight end. Um, so, you know, they get the top tight end in this, in this draft, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, I think it's a perfect fit the Steelers at 17. Well, talk about perfect fit. Uh, let's go Joey Porter Jr. Corner out of Penn state. I mean, what a perfect scenario for him. Uh, his dad played long time for the Steelers. Uh, you know, obviously a, a big time linebacker for them. Uh, you know, over a decade ago at this point. So they need corner. Um, you know, again, offensive tackle or corner for them, but if he's there, then I think it's, I mean, it's a perfect fit, you know, great story. And, uh, that he feels a need as well. So, um, it's a great, you know, great fit. The
0: lions again at
1: 18. Yeah. Lions, um, went with Jalen Carter earlier. Um, and I have them sticking on the, uh, the defensive line. I have them go miles Murphy. Um, you know, they, they, you know, aside from Aiden Hutchinson and, uh, and James Houston, who had a nice year last year, they don't really have much on the defensive line. So, you know, the league is starting to figure out if you build for through the trenches, you're, you're going to have success. And, uh, you know, the Lions are definitely doing that here with Jalen Carter and now miles Murphy as well. So I think if you have Aiden Hutchinson, Jalen Carter and miles Murphy on a defensive line, look out.
0: Now I do have, I do see someone slipping on your board a little bit. And when you take that person, I will ask you, but with the 19th pick, the Buccaneers select
1: Buccaneers, I have them going Darnell Wright, uh, tackle out of Tennessee Uh, they need, they need a tackle. Um, you know, there, there were some talks that, uh, Tristan Wirfs could move over to the left side. So, uh, if he does that, you can stick right, uh, Darnell right here at right tackle, uh, where he's, you know, more traditionally, he he's probably a little bit better there. So, uh, you move Tristan Wirfs over to left and then Darnell right, uh, on the right side and you have two good tackles. So. Seahawks again at 20. Yeah, Seahawks earlier went to uh, Anthony Richardson, and now they address the defense, taking Nolan Smith here, uh, edge out of Georgia. Um, you know, good, good player, man. Uh, you know, five-star recruit coming out of high school. Um, kind of was buried on the depth chart with just that, the amount of talent that Georgia had and uh, finally was able to play this year and ran a, ran a 4-3-9 at the combine, which is insane. Um, so, you know, they, they had some juice on the edge and, uh, you know, that they're continuing to add to that defense, as they did last year in the draft, and now continuing to do it this year.
0: Now, I know you had, I mean, this is your mock, obviously, and there, there's obviously your own reasons for it, but this is the player that I thought you had slipping a little bit. I, I feel like he's just a little bit more talented. Uh, now, why did you not take him earlier?
1: I mean, Again, you know, just pos- positional, you know, value. Um, you so know, I could definitely see Nolan Smith going as high as eight to the, to the Falcons um, who, who took Lucas Van Ness in this, in this one. I just, I just think with the Falcons at eight, I mean, they could easily go Nolan Smith. They absolutely could. Um, I just think with Lucas Van Ness, you know, he's better right now and he adds a little bit more versatility. Um, And then at 18, I had the, the Lions go Miles Murphy again. Yeah. That was my big one. Versatility. Um, You know, Nolan Smith is a pure edge guy. You could in theory move Van Ness and Murphy to the inside if you wanted to, because they're, I think they're both around 275 pounds. Um, so again, I think versatility is huge, but again, Nolan Smith could easily go top 10. I mean, he has that, he has that type of upside, but again, in this one, I just had him falling a little bit, you know, nothing against the player. It's just, that's just how I No,
0: understand. I got you. I just wanted to hear what your mindset was with that. And that I, I, I hear you.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, but so,
0: so we mentioned that the Miami dolphins have forfeited their first round pick. Yeah. Um, Still very funny to look at it on the mock draft board saying forfeited. <laughs> yeah. But with the 21st pick, the Los Angeles Chargers,
1: still weird to say after all this time, select. I'm taking Michael Mayer, tight end, of Notre Dame. Um, you know, they, they just need help on offense. They need more weapons. Um, you know, there were some talks that um they could go receiver. They definitely could go receiver here as well. Uh, but I just think adding – you know, a tight end who is, can do everything. He can block for you. You know, he could, he can, uh, you know, catch the ball obviously in the middle of the field. It could be a, he could be a red zone threat. So, um, you know, I think just having that safety blanket for Justin Herbert will definitely help him because uh, he really hasn't had a, a you know, a, a really good tight end uh, since he's been there. So I think adding one would be, would be huge for him.
0: Ravens 22.
1: Yeah, another interesting one. Uh, Ravens could go, you know, a, a, a multitude of different directions. Uh, I have them going corner here with Deontay Banks out of Maryland. Um, you know, staying close to to home a little bit for him. Uh, obviously, coming out of Maryland, um, they need cornerback help. They really ha- they have you know Marlon Humphrey, and that's pretty much it. So um, this this could be receiver as well. Even though they st- they added Odell Beckham, I still think they could definitely go receiver. Um, this could be defensive line. Uh, but I think uh, I like the upside of De- Deontay Banks. So, Vikings twenty-three. Vikings uh, again, they, they could go corner as well, but I have them going Jordan Addison, the receiver out of USC. Um, I think if you pair him with Justin Jefferson, that would be a, a really really good combo. Um, obviously, losing Adam Thielen uh, to free agency was a big was a big loss. He he was kind of the safety blanket for Kirk Cousins in a way. Um, I think Jordan Addison can can definitely do that. For them, and then obviously Justin Jefferson is still kind of – I mean, he's obviously your number one, uh, but he plays in the slot a lot. Jordan Addison can be your outside number two, and then uh, I think that would be a good pairing in Minnesota.
0: With the 24th pick, the
1: Jacksonville Jaguars select. Jaguars, yeah, same as – this this one is the same as I had last time. It's Brian Branch. Uh, You know, I'll call him a defensive back. You know, he's a safety slot corner out of Alabama. He's just what they need. You know, they need a uh, slot corner. You know, who can tackle, who can, you know, play in the box. I mean, he he's a great, very versatile player, great tackler, um, probably the best tackler at defensive back in this draft. Um, so I think it's a perfect fit for them, and I think they'd be really happy with him.
0: Bad guys number two, the New York Giants
1: select. Yeah, again, New York Giants could go a Many different directions. I haven't going Quentin Johnston here at a uh, at a TCU. The receiver. Um, he's he's just someone that they don't have at receiver. They have a they have a multitude of slot receivers right now. Um, you know they got Sterling Shepard. They got Darius Slayton. They signed Paris Campbell. They have Wandell Robinson. You know just a bunch of smaller slot receivers. And uh, you know with Quentin Johnston, he could be your your outside big bodied. You know red zone type of jump ball guy which they don't have um you know they tried it with with kenny Galladay, it didn't work out you know now um i mean there's definitely some some drop uh question marks with quentin Johnston and um but if you if you work with them and and you get his hands to where they need to be i think you'd be a really good player
0: Yeah, guys number one
1: <laughs> yeah um yeah, here I have them going defensive tackle. Again, another team that just could go d- d- many different directions. Um I have them go Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. I think this is this is the same one I did last time as well. I think it's a great fit. And they just don't have a really just that really big defensive tackle um that they like and, and to to kind of you know, just to to eat blocks and um, you know, be a be a good run defender. So um again, they could go receiver as well. I know they brought in Brandon Cooks, but um uh if b john robinson falls somehow i think they could definitely go him as well um so they, they definitely could go they could go off the line as well but i think um i think they like him here at, at, at 26. pick 27 the buffalo bills yeah i have the bills going Zay flowers uh Rashida out of boston college i i haven't really have, i have really haven't seen this one but i the more i thought about it it kind of makes sense um because you know other than Stefan Diggs obviously and and uh, Gabe Davis he would be the perfect slot receiver for them you know he's kind of he's a he's a deep threat tons of speed um and just offers you something they don't really have right now um obviously you have your two outside receivers and and like i said and Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis and you know you could put Zay Flowers in the slot and he could be your deep threat you know he can be your um just your speedy slot receiver that they just don't have right now so i think it'd be a great fit Bengals pick 28 Bengals, I have them going. Uh, Darnell Washington, tight end out of Georgia. Um, I just think if you add him to that offense, it would be just a matchup nightmare. Um, you have Jamar Chase, you have T. Higgins, you have Tyler Boyd in the slot, and if you add Darnell Washington, he's just a absolute mammoth of a human being. I think he's like six seven, almost six eight. Uh, you know, like two hundred and fifty, two hundred and sixty pounds, a tight end. Um, it would be just a matchup nightmare. Um, you definitely could go offensive line here as well. Um, but I think if you, if you have the opportunity to add a freak like this on the offense, I mean, he's basically an offensive lineman because he's so huge and he's playing, you know, next to the offensive line, he'll line up right next to him. So, um, you know, he'll hop in the run game as well. So it, it would be a great fit in my opinion. Saints pick 29. Yeah. Saints again, another team that could go many different ways. I have them gone collage a here at a, a defensive tackle on a pit. Um, you know, I, I just like, I like his, you know, uh, his pass rush on the interior, um, I think it would be a great fit for, for the Eagles as well, um, but obviously don't have him fall into them uh, one pick right before him. Um, but, yeah, I, I like this player a lot, and, uh, you know, he could definitely go higher, but I had him fall in here a little bit to the Saints, and uh, he'd be a great fit there.
0: The second moment of truth with pick number 30, the Philadelphia Eagles
1: select. So, yeah, the first first Eagles pick I went – something that won't happen to now yeah, the 30th pick, something that probably will happen. Uh, I have him going Felix on you DK Uzama at Jetta Kansas state. Um, again, you know, it's how he pick. I mean, it's an edge rusher. It's, he's, you know, he's big, like 270 pounds, I believe something, something like that. Um, you know, again, versatility, you know, could definitely play under Brandon Graham and then maybe take his role. Once, once Brandon Graham is done. Um, so this is definitely a Howie pick and uh, you know, I, I went the fun pick the first time, so that this one I'll just go the Howie pick.
0: Now, last week you picked Osiris Tarnes at yes. 30, correct? So
1: do you, is that also a possibility? 100%. Yeah, they, I mean, listen, they could go I, – I think if you go – it's not gonna, again, it's not going to happen, but if you go running back at 10, um, then it's either going to be defensive line or offensive line at 30. Uh, again, unless they trade back, which they definitely could do. Um, but if they stick and pick, it's either going to be defensive line or offensive line. In this this scenario, I had them go defensive line. It could very easily be offensive line as well. So,
0: uh, let, so before we get to the Chiefs pick at uh, pick 31, obviously, I don't think the 10th pick is going to happen, although we both want it now, apparently. So yeah. that's great. I would love it. If they don't do that at 10, I think that they're really going to look into Jameer Gibbs at 30. I,
1: I do think that. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I think, or the, or they could do something like this. Like I said, they could trade down, maybe get a, maybe get a pick in the top of the second round and take Jameer Gibbs there, Uh, yeah. if they if they want to go that route. But yeah, I think if they don't go ten, uh, with with Bijan, then I definitely think they would consider Jameer Gibbs here at thirty for sure. And with pick thirty one, the Kansas City Chiefs select. Yeah, they're going with, uh, Will McDonald, uh, edge out of Iowa State. Uh, kind of, a, you know, I can see the Eagles taking him as well, but he's kind of like a lighter edge rusher. Um, you know, he when he when he got to Iowa State, I think he was only like 205 pounds. Um, so I think he's about 215 to 20 now. So but still needs to add weight, but has really good uh, burst off the edge, uh, you know, can really bend. So uh, I think the Kansas City Chiefs would, would love that. And they need some edge help. So. All right. And that wraps. The
0: final mock draft of the year wasn't too bad. No, it wasn't as many surprises as I thought there was going to be. I mean, there's a couple guys who fell a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I that's, mean, listen, it's going to happen.
1: It, that's just how yeah. it happens in the draft, and guys fall there's, every
0: year. And there's uh, always one guy where it's
1: like, how the hell? Yeah. yeah. I mean, last year to me it was Jermaine Johnson, uh, who fell at, like 26. Who was like a top 10 pick for most people. So it, it just it's just how with the draft happens and. Um, you know, teams are going to take who they want and they I don't really Dean, care. brother. I Dean. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge one. Um, so, uh, yeah, teams are just teams, teams like who they like, and they don't really care how they're ranked. Everyone else, they're going to take who they want. So that's just how the drift is. And that's why I love it. I
0: mean, just to hype up the obvious picket number 10, Bijan John Robinson said that he'd rather play for Jalen hurts than any other quarterback in the league.
1: So, I mean, I mean, it doesn't block it. It doesn't. Listen, they, they had him for a visit. You know, obviously, if you're the Eagles, you know, you got to have him for a visit. I mean, you haven't needed a running back. You know, you pick in the top 10. I don't know. I just think, I, I think when you expect something from Howie, that's when he does something you don't expect. Except with the Kobe Dean. Except with Kobe Dean. That is true. Uh, But, you know, at that point, I mean, you'd be stupid not to take him because he fell all the way there. And, you know, I mean, they obviously did their homework on him and, you know, they were like, okay, if he's here, I mean, let's take him. So um, other than that. um, And obviously and, you know, I mean, there's some scenarios, but for the most part, in my opinion, how he how he does what he wants. So, you know, you might expect something from him and he does something completely opposite. So. I mean, which, I mean, with Jalen Hurts, he did it, and with Jalen Rager, he did it. So, um, I just think, you know, it's uh, it is a possibility. Will it happen? I don't know. I would be absolutely ecstatic if it did, though.
0: Look, I mean, uh, so I think Howie has learned from his past drafting experience that, huh. Maybe I should be taking these really good players, who everyone is saying are consensus good players, and that might just be the Jalen Rager experience. You know? Yeah, he yeah. thought he had one, and it was like, oh man, this was and, bad. And uh, and JJ, I think a white Whiteside. Yeah, that too. I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts. I again, I, I remember talking to you about the at the, that draft. Yeah, being like earlier in the night, being like. You know, I, I like Jalen Hurts. I, I hope he finds a good
1: home. And here we are. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a scenario with, you know, it was different because it was you know Jalen Rager was a position we needed, but it wasn't the guy we wanted. With Jalen Hurts, he, we didn't need that position at the time. Um, but it, it was it was a, it was a thing where we were like, oh yeah, I I hope Jalen Hurts succeeds wherever he goes, like you said. And I hope you know. And once we drafted him, I was like, I have nothing against this guy. It was just we didn't at the time we didn't need him. Um, but, you know, obviously now looking back and we were all idiots and
0: we have yeah. been wrong about almost every single big take that we've had. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Would you rather have uh, Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler at five years, 200? Right. I mean, I don't even think we actually argued that. I think we both wanted Jimmy. I don't really remember. I did rip on Jimmy a lot after he left, though, because, I mean, I was pissed. I was butthurt. I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was too. I was pretty butthurt about it because I didn't want him to go, and then uh, made an ass out of myself, and then...
1: That's what, that's what we do on here, so...
0: I mean, that is what we do on here. It kind of is just a tradition at this point, but...
1: I mean, we haven't been wrong about everything. No. I mean, no. we've got some stuff right, like Jalen Rager, for example.
0: We also don't claim to be industry geniuses no we're idiots we're two idiots we are two idiots who talk sports yeah
1: yeah I mean that's it I mean we love Philadelphia sports we we bleed these teams and we love them to death and that's why we're so passionate about them but we are two idiots so uh you know just take that with a grain of salt and uh just know that my mock draft is probably not gonna happen I mean I probably won't get any of these picks right so except maybe Bryce Young (laughs) Watch every single pick be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Not even, not a single one, right? I mean, listen, uh, that would be, that'd be pretty cool. So, but yeah, it's just, we have fun doing this and, uh, I just want them to draft Bijan so (laughs) bad. Oh my God, it would be great. It would be great. I can only dream. I know.
0: All right. Let's move on from the mock draft. Get ready it's for happened. Thursday. Anyone who's driving and listened to that whole mock draft, congratulations. And thank it you. It. Thank you.
1: Again, drive safe.
0: Chip put a lot of work into it. He does a lot of research and actually knows way more about college
1: football than I do. Yeah, I probably spent too much time doing research on this. But hey, I got nothing better to do. So,
0: <laughs> All right, let's talk Sixers playoffs. Let's shift it a little bit. Sixers sweep the Nets, and they're likely to play the Celtics. Yeah. I mean, listen, we knew this was coming. We could talk it now. We could talk it now. See, the reason why we haven't been talking Sixers so much is because the last couple years, you know, <laughs> got a little overexcited. Yeah. And, uh, man, really. Really got hurt. <laughs> yes, we did. And by couple of years, I mean Last, what, five? Four five. Four, five, something like this, yeah. So let's talk it now.
1: This well, is not
0: going to be easy.
1: It's gonna it's gonna happen. And uh listen I don't know, man. Uh it's gonna be tough. I mean, the, 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 good thing is we slept them. So we were able to get some rest, especially Joel Embiid, uh, and James Harden too. I think he has, he's battling some injuries as well. So, you know, I think this rest is going to be huge for Joel. I think if he's able to go out there, obviously it's, it's huge. Um, they're saying he might wear a brace on the knee. Um, so as long as he's there, uh, we have a shot, but again, we, we've just struggled for whatever reason so much against this team. Um, now, they haven't won yet. I think they're playing right now. 76-66 so,
0: with six-something left in the third.
1: Okay, so, you know, I mean, we, we could, I mean, they're up 3-1, right? So, it's probably going to happen. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know, what, you know, how this is going to play out. It, it, we're probably going to lose. I mean, I'm just being real. Because, again, we just can't, for whatever reason, we can't beat the Celtics. I don't know why we struggle against them so much. I, uh, it's, you know, it's just the way that it is. And they're a great team. They are. And I hate to say that, but they're a really, really, really good team. Um, and they're well coached, great players, you know, they're, they're great defensively. Um, so it, it's going to take a lot for them for the Sixers to win the series. And I think if they do what, it, it's probably going to take seven. So. I'm so nervous. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, laughs> man. I, I just, I, need I'm
0: very nervous. <laughs> I need them to finally get over the hump.
1: Yep, this is this is it right here. This is this has been their kryptonite the second round. For whatever reason, they just can't get past it. I mean, I, th- I you know, obviously, you thought the year they they went against Toronto, that was it, and obviously we know what happened there. And then obviously the year against Atlanta, you thought okay, we should definitely win this series. They end up losing in seven. So you know, I mean, this year it's different. I mean, we're going up against a team that has been better than us and probably is better than us. And um, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take, that's all I can say. It's going to take a lot.
0: Do you think a path for the Sixers to actually win a championship involves beating teams that they shouldn't on paper beat? Think about it.
1: Well, here's the thing. Like the bucks are down three, one right now to the heat. I know. Oh, so if you, if you somehow beat Boston, Then, And if the Heat somehow win that series, then I I think the Knicks are going to win the series against Cleveland. So right now we're looking at Sixers-Celtics and (laughs) Knicks-Heat in the two Eastern Conference semis. That's what we're looking at right now. So if that plays out, then if we somehow beat the Celtics, then we play the winner of the Knicks and Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. If the Sixers are playing the Heat, I mean, just because
0: of Jimmy Butler, yeah, the Heat will win.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I think and you're listening. Though,
0: you're listening to us say this, and yeah. you're going to sit here and be like, "You're just fair weather fans. You're being asses. You don't know what you're talking about." We have watched these playoff series year after year after year, the same as you. Except there's one big
1: difference. I mean, did you see what Jimmy Butler did the other night? There, I mean, he was, he wasn't Bucks stopping. The Bucs had no – yeah,
0: there was no way they should have lost that game. Yeah. I mean, they were up, what, like 20
1: at some point? Yeah, dude, 19, was, something like that? They they were up by like 12 with seven left. They could not stop Jimmy Butler down a the stretch. They couldn't. No. He was getting whatever he wanted. <laughs> I mean that's playoff Jimmy Butler for you, and I have no doubt in my mind that he would do that against the Sixers. I just don't. I mean, hey, no doubt in my, not even in the slightest, man. He would, yeah, he wouldn't think twice. Uh, I mean, but I will say it would be poetic justice if we were able to beat the Celtics and then the Heat to get to the finals. But again, it's 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 uh, it's you know it's such a tall task, and uh, you know even getting past the Celtics in and it's in of itself it's going it's to take everything and. And the reason um, we're so pessimistic is like we've seen this so many times, man. I mean, yeah, it, it, we we've seen it, man. I mean, listen, I want I want them to win. I I do. I I want them so badly to win. I don't see it. I, I just don't. And I know I'm being, you know, again, we're being pessimistic and we're being negative here, but I'm trying to be a realist, and I'm not I'm not going to say, oh yeah, the Sixers are going to win. I mean, I'm not I'm not just going to say that. Um, so. You know, if We'd you were to win, of it course. would make my it would make my life they it would make my money, to yeah. a second. Holy God. Yeah. Um, I want nothing more than for Joel Embiid to have a ring. I, I want nothing more than that, other than him winning the MVP, which he should do. Um, the, you know, the next big thing would be to get a ring. And I, I would love that for him, because um, I think, you know, it, it would it would solidify him being a Hall of Famer. It would. Um, so I want nothing more than that to happen. But again, it's so hard it's so hard to win a championship. And uh, again, we've seen what the, how the Celtics play against us and they're just, they just, they, they know how to beat us. Um, So, you know, going up, going up against them in a seven game series, it's going to be tough. That's all that we're going to talk about the Sixers for now.
0: Next week, you will either hear us say we were wrong. This is a series or well, How's your day going? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm nervous. I am... I'm trying not to get myself all hyped up. Yeah. That's really what I'm trying to do. I I don't want to sit here and tell myself everything's going to be fine. It's going to be a great series. Yeah. But if they go out and play well, I can be swayed. Yeah. I mean... And if not, we have draft recap next week. So we're good.
1: Yeah. I hope that goes right.
0: All right. <laughs> let's move past here. And let's talk Phillies.
1: You know, tides are turning a little bit. A little bit, yeah. We'll um, I, You know, I want to see more consistency, obviously, out of them. Um, But they've won their last, I think they've won their last, their last three in a row. Um, they're losing obviously right now to the, to the Mariners probably going to lose it's top of the nine. So they're probably gonna lose. Um, but, uh, you know, took, uh, took three out of four from Colorado, uh, took two out of three from Chicago, uh, the white Sox. So if you, you know, listen, if you can win series and that's great, I mean, that's what they got to do. Um, you know, the record, I think right now is 11 and 12. So they've gotten back to around the 500 mark. They're probably gonna lose tonight. So they'll be, they'll be 11 and 13, but, um, You know, the pitching, especially the bullpen, has been a lot better, a lot more, uh, consistent. Um, like I said last week, uh, Gregory Soto has been, has been fine since the first couple outings. Um, Alvarado has been unbelievable. Uh, Kimbrell has settled down a little bit. Sir Anthony has settled down a little bit. Um, so I think if you can continue to ride that bullpen, uh, you, you should be all right. Um. I think Zach Wheeler has been a lot better recently. Um, just needs to get back on track for him. Aaron needs to get back on track. Um, but again, you're, you know, you're getting, um, production out of, out of players. You probably didn't think you would, uh, you know, I know Christian Pache had a home run. I think that was the game you went to too. It was, um, Cody Clemens had a home run the other day. Um, you know, I mean, Brandon Marsh has been unbelievable. Bryson stott has been unbelievable. Um, you know, so and and you know JT starting to bounce back a little bit. He started off pretty slow. Um, Nick Castellanos has been great. I mean, he's he's a doubles machine at this point, and then finally was able to get that that uh the two home run game. So the lineup has been fine. It's just been the pitching the big the big question. I think they're starting to settle down a little bit. So that's the big thing. I just I, I need I need to see consistency out of them, and you know hopefully this is the turning point.
0: Yeah. It's again, it's only April. Yeah, uh, I think once they're through May, if you still see the same problems, uh, then
1: th- there's a bigger problem at hand and it might need to be addressed at the trade deadline. Yeah. And then uh, obviously Bryce Harper should be back pretty soon, a lot sooner than a lot of people thought. And uh, he will he might play first. So we'll see how that goes. I, I saw a video today where he was throwing a little bit. Um, so We'll see how how, uh, how that plays out, and we might see Bryce Harper at first base. Something I never thought I would say, but here we are. Uh, look, I mean, it's much needed. So, yes. I mean, I think having him back would be it would be huge. It really would.
0: All right. I mean, I got nothing left to add. Do you have anything else you want to say before uh, the whole dialogue starts at the end of the podcast?
1: Yeah. Uh Oh, the Phillies lost tonight. So, I mean, it's not over yet. But as we record this, it's the top of the ninth, and they're down three. So, um, so yeah, if they can, I hope. Hopefully, the Phillies can continue to to play well. And um, I am absolutely just ecstatic for the draft. I absolutely can't wait. Only only two days away now. As we record this, um, by the time you hear this, it'll be tomorrow, the next day. So I can't wait. Uh, draft is one of my favorite sports events of the year, and uh, I am I I look forward to it so much, and I want to get Bijan make it happen, Howie. Ladies and gentlemen, we've reached our destination for the day. Thank
0: you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon podcast. Go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL Bandwagon. You can find us on Spotify there. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are available. We're most likely there. If not, shoot us an email at phlthebandwagon at gmail.com or shoot us a DM at phlthebandwagon. Uh, Our DMs are open. Uh, If you want to follow me, it's at phlrymichael. If you want to follow Chip, it's at phlchiptiernan. On our main page, we share polls weekly. We like to see the engagement, so feel free to comment there. Leave your opinion. Tell us whether we're idiots or not. That's fair enough. I understand. But keep it tame. Don't argue with each other and threaten each other, because that's just mean. But Instagram not coming anytime soon. YouTube, I I'm at a loss of words here. I, I don't know I don't know what's going on with They
1: just hate us, I guess.
0: I, I guess so. I mean it's been pretty difficult. But if you want to support us and you want to represent us, go to the Weg Shop. You can get your TBW merchandise, hats, hoodies, t shirts. Whatever you need for summer, a nice hat and a nice T-shirt for the beach. It's always great. We appreciate it. Uh, Facebook, we share our episodes every week. Forgive me for stumbling here. My allergies are killing me and I'm about to sneeze. We don't do our polls there because their polling system is hot garbage. So other than that, I believe we've reached our destination. We will see you at the next stop. Go Giraffe birds. Go Sixers. Go, Fills. Flyers are dead to me. Go,
1: birds. Go, birds. Make it happen, Howie. Let's get it.